Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Stop here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 19th edition, brought to you by DraftBeast, Onnit, and TradeTent.com. Right now, the presidential debate's going on. Head over to TradeTent.com for a different kind of election coverage, unbiased, all that fun stuff. Great supporters of the Fightful.com podcast. Also, on it, go check out our revamp podcast page over at Fightful.com slash podcast. Click any of those Onnit links in our podcast pages. Use the supplements, equipment, and apparel used by the likes of Bailey, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, people like that. Also, guys, we you have uh, demanded it and we have listened. Individual uh, homepages for wrestling, MMA, and boxing. You can go there, fightful.com slash MMA, fightful.com slash wrestling, fightful.com slash boxing. And you get individual homepages for each of those with their own features at the top. If you haven't visited fightful.com lately, go and do that because you will be able to see uh, more revamped visual changes to the website. Everything from the the main layout to the features at the top, lots of cool stuff there. Changes to the forum are coming very soon. I'm told Friday. Very excited about that. I am joined by Showdown Joe. UFC has been doing some downsizing, but Fightful.com hasn't. So Showdown Joe is still here. (laughs) <laughs> well, thankfully speaking, yeah, I've been seeing all that news coming out uh, regarding all the different cuts uh, from some of the executives, uh, you know, for the former Zufa era, now the Ultimate Fighting Championship, uh, the way it is uh, with WMI and stuff like that. Um, really, Sean, we can't really be surprised if anyone's ever worked uh, in any sort of corporate structure, especially as you move up the ladder. The minute uh, uh, director of whatever they want their own people in there and it was just literally a matter of time uh, before this type of news I mean people could say all they want about all oh, Joe Silva was net first and then Dave Schaller it's just it is what it is it's a matter of time before this kind of stuff comes out yeah it's unfortunate I've been in a position where I've lost a job before and I was the one cut uh, due to downsizing and it sucks there is no worse feeling in this world than, than losing that, especially when you have families, things of that, things like that that really, really hurts. I hurt for those people, and there's a lot of them. The UFC is cutting a lot of people. Uh, they, it, supposedly, they are cutting the amount of international cards and increasing the number of domestic cards. Joe, how do you feel about that news? Well, that's then it's gonna. It's, so that's a weird type of situation because um, I don't agree with it, to be honest with you. But you know, you can make the argument that look that they have catered uh, always to the North American audience, no matter what. When they have their pay per views, uh, like we just saw with Bisping and Henderson, I mean, there's fans in the arena there at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. By the time that main event went down, so they've always catered to the North American audience. Am I surprised uh, that they're going to stop doing this? Then I guess that you know the new ownership, not that they don't, they don't care about 
international expansion anymore or, or taking the, the product and, and penetrating it more uh, in the local markets internationally? Maybe they just want to focus over here. And, and I can completely understand that. Um, I also understand the fact that you said that, you know, it's, it, you've been a part of, of downsizing and lost jobs. People have families. Same thing here, man. I've, I've been through it a bunch of times, um, you know, with, even with the television uh, situation. You know, I went when, when the UFC broadcast deal went, uh, for, left Sportsnet, um, where, you know, I, I was living the dream and moved to another station, instantly unemployed. And, and to this day, people are, are still asking, hey, where's your show? What's going on? And a lot of fans don't correlate the fact that it moved over to a different station because they assumed I was the face of the UFC, that I would move with the UFC product in Canada. It doesn't work that way. So I know exactly what it's like to go from being on top of the world, um, not going to lie to you, getting paid a handsome was getting for the broadcasting career to more, instantly more unemployed and having to sort of – what's that? More than you're getting paid here? A little bit more, not by much. I mean, Fightful takes care of me big time. I mean, I, I could just sit here and collect dollar bills nonstop. But uh, the reality is when I was on television, it's a different beast altogether. Who needs television? We have the internet, Joe. That's the way of the future. Fight pass, right? That's what Lorenzo and Dana I mean, always said. We have David T's covering Alaska Fighting Championships tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. He's beyond hardcore, though. Like that's ridiculous. Unbelievable. It's gonna say ridiculous in a good way, but that's unbelievable. Love him. I'm gonna I'm gonna break the fourth wall here, guys. I have personally messaged David Tees and been like, "Hey, David, buddy, you don't gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just do results afterwards. I think everybody will be fine." He says, "I'm watching it anyway. I might as well cover it." And I'm gangster. like, okay. Gangster. Just a, just a pure love gangster. It. Love it. I love it. Uh, the UFC has, you know, they, they've had to, they're, they're going to be cutting talent too. Yeah. That's coming soon. Uh, you could argue that needs to be done anyway, but uh, I, I'm okay with that. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but that, that's just unfortunate. Also, you have guys like Kawajiri demanding their releases because I think he sees the writing on the wall. He's not going to be fighting in Asia very much because they don't look like they're going to be pursuing that market too aggressively now that they laid off a giant portion of that Asian office. However, I'd like to segue this into an Asian superstar that they are regaining. Korean zombie is back. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean that, that BJ Penn. was it that the two years, I mean, did he do two or three years in the military? Because, I mean, it's been a long time, but it's like I, I saw the news and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. But two years of his prime, done, right? Gone. So we'll see what he looks like when he comes back and, you know, calling out BJ Penn. What's that? 29 years old, and he's calling out BJ Penn. Yeah. So it's it's been over three years since we've seen him fight. He has not fought since Jose Aldo. Now, we'll take this back even further because before that fight, he hadn't fought in a year and a half almost. So in, the, in four and a half years, he has fought one time. One time. He has fought three times since that twister win over Leonard Garcia. That was five and a half years ago. It's all a big blur, Sean. I, I'll never forget that, that first Leonard Garcia fight that he should have won. That was six years ago. Only fought five times since then. That's one of the best fights I've ever seen. That was that was just incredible. Yeah. Well, anytime you put two guys of that nature in there, um, that, that just go for broke nonstop. You gotta love it. You gotta absolutely love it, man. The Korean Zombie was the man, and I'm very, very happy for him. Very proud for him, and and good for him for for believing in what he had to do for his country. Uh, although I guess it's more regulated than uh, not regulated. It's just almost imposed over there, uh, to my understanding. Mandated, to my understanding. So uh, you know, good for him. Got it done, and you know, he can come back um, and compete in the octagon. But I get what you're saying about the Asian market, and let, let's not kid ourselves. This bodes well for Ryzen. Magalari. It bodes well for one FC. Yeah. It bodes well for for a bunch for Road FC. It, you know, but Ryzen is going to jump all over this. They would. I'm not saying they would. They would jump on a guy like Kawajiri, but Kawajiri's got some fans out there, man. He's still beloved. So, you know, if if they can fit him into the plans, why not? And there's a ton of other talent, like you said, that would probably want to jump on board and, and jump over to Ryzen. If they're cutting a lot of fighters, listen, the whole thing about cutting 
fighters in the UFC. I don't have any problem with that because you and I have talked about it at length numerous times. There was a time when the UFC was considered, quote unquote, the Super Bowl of MMA. And it didn't become the Super Bowl of MMA. Uh, or sorry, it, it, it's watered down was a term that was used, but they were the Super Bowl, A level, B level, and C level. I mean, a lot of these fighters that are competing on some of these cards could be main eventing uh, on some grassroots shows, right? Again, that, that's really where they should be. But because of all these fight cards they've had to put on, they needed a large roster. So when you hear stuff that they're cutting away from the actual international expansion, expansion or international events and going to be focusing on North American events, does that mean there's going to be less events or the same amount of events? Like that, that's what I'd like to know. I think there will be the same amount of events, but I think they'll cater more, again, towards North and South America, Brazil, United States, Canada. But that that leads me to my next segue. How the hell do you put on more Canadian events without one George St. Pierre, who has deemed himself a free agent? Apparently, from what we've heard, his last contract had the ability to have sponsors in it. And that's contingent on maybe how they considered their contract terminated is that they're not allowed to do that. Now, an interesting thing is Lorenzo Fertitta had extended him a deal that he said he was happy with, which he said was less than $10 million that was reported. And that deal was pulled when the WME IMG sale went through. And apparently WME IMG were like, no, not interested. That's weird. I'll tell you why, particularly, I think that's weird, Joe. You have your top three pay-per-view draws. Or top four. I'll go ahead and say top four. Ronda Rousey. She might be one and done after her next fight. Conor McGregor. You never know what he's going to do. He could be one and done. He could just not show up at 205 and never fight again, and he doesn't need it. You never know what will happen with him. There have been rumors that he wanted to take off time. John Jones, you never know when you're getting him back. Brock Lesnar probably ain't coming back for a long time. If ever. Nate Diaz says he's not coming back until Connor comes back. Anderson Silva is at the end of his rope here. I, if I'm the UFC, I really want a GSP, and I don't care how much I have to pay him. No, I mean, there's there's no real argument there. I don't know about Anderson Silva, though, being a big pay-per-view draw. Uh, big in Brazil, for sure. Uh, yeah. But in terms of numbers, I don't know, Sean, to be honest with you, if he garnered any numbers, even when he was in his prime, in comparison to some other some of the other fighters. But He did okay yeah, against Diaz. Diaz. I, think, I think they did, uh, I want to say 600,000 against Diaz. I'm going to look not bad. Quick. That's not bad. But in, in terms of 650. having... Um, 650. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can buy that. That's pretty good. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, in in terms of a business perspective, I wonder what the negotiation ploy was from the UFC to pull this deal or not be able to match what GSP was offering. Was George's camp asking too much? Was the UFC, because I mean, he mentioned that they would have to reintroduce him to the public. Well, that's... No, not come on. Yeah, that's not true at all. Uh, I mean, th- there's a there's a variety of things, and I know it's for the sponsorship stuff, um, that that's just completely and, and utterly factual. Um, the Under Armour deal, kinds of stuff. I mean, he could never have brought Gatorade uh, into the octagon and or worn it, but he did a couple times, but not anymore. It's, I mean, the banners are one things so their, their brand on him that he can no longer do because of the Reebok deal and I'm sure uh, in terms of the structure of the deal the way the UFC had it set up beforehand um, I, I've had a UFC contract in my hand before I've seen what it looked fighters um, and it's it's it, now the last contract I saw was about seven eight years ago so I'm sure they've changed up until now um, but the fact is they're ironclad in a way that even if there was a change of ownership, not saying in perpetuity, but even if there was a change in ownership, the contract still lives. Okay, so now we have a change of ownership, that contract still lives. But things have changed since George left, from the USADA stuff to the Reebok stuff. The game has changed. The business of mixed martial arts has changed. So I'm sure there were sticking points in there and trying to figure out what was going on. He really wanted Toronto. Like, he really, really wanted to compete in Toronto. And, you know, like, it's it's October 19th right now. That shows December 10th, if I'm not mistaken, or December 12th, one of those two days. That's cutting it close now for a guy that likes a 10-week training camp, right? We're now into eight weeks, right? So I think that 
you need as many big pay-per-view draws as you can get. Like if you make $1 back on GSP, it's worth it because you're going to bring in a Canadian market that may be disenfranchised at this point. And you don't have Rory McDonald anymore. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're bang on. I, 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 I don't know if I'm biased or cynical regarding the Canadian market, but I don't, I don't see a they Canadian. They've been given use. shit, Joe. You've been given shit. For years, yeah, I don't. I don't see anything Canadian UFC fan base uh, the way it used to be, and I stress the way it used to be because I don't. I don't talk to many people anymore that that talk about the UFC anymore. It's just you know, it's all about other sports. It used to be such a a, a massive draw and a massive point of conversation, water cooler talk on Mondays, or or you know when you get back to work on Monday, or what are the boys doing on Sunday? Well, even if it was in the summer, we're golfing. Did you watch the fight? Or we're going fishing. Did you watch the fight? This and that. People were always talking about what was going down. Again, 55,000 people at the Rogers Center uh, for UFC 129, and that was it. I mean, they did the Air Canada Center. I think every show at the Air Canada Center wasn't sold out. Uh, maybe the first one might have been sold out, but then um, they had the Vancouver shows, which started extremely strong and then ex- quickly dropped off. Um, the Winnipeg show wasn't too bad. The Calgary show was doomed to fail because of all the injuries. Uh, then they did, a, you know, they did a bunch of other shows and fight nights. You know, Canada was once called the 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 mecca of MMA by Dana White. Not so much. Not, not I mean, I I stopped calling it that a long time ago. Telling people, look, we're trending the wrong way here. Believe it or not, we're trending the wrong way. And then that day when he fought Johnny Hendricks, when George St. Pierre fought Johnny Hendricks, and already had one foot out the door. I mean, it's it's it's. If if you don't know the story, people, he's already out the door after what happened before the fight. The fight happens, makes the announcement, then Dana proceeds to rip him at the post-fight press conference, and I mean rip him to shreds without talking to him before he he went on the mic to start the press conference. After he ripped him, it goes off air. He then goes and talks to George, tells us all the media to wait a second because George is here. Or he wants to talk to George for a second. Goes out, Sean, talks to him, comes back in, and basically says, I screwed up. I screwed up. Too late. Too late because the massive audiences and the, and the mainstream media were already recording that. And you ripped into the Canadian star where people were like, you just destroyed our, you, our number one hero. You went on you went on record saying it's about damage. That's not in the criteria, bro. Like he was Oh man. And and here's the thing. Had GSP not said I'm taking some time off, you know that he's not making the comments that he made at that presser. You know that he's not siding with Johnny Hendricks at that. The la- it would take the last six, I think, Canadian UFC shows to surpass what that one GSP show uh, in the Rogers uh, Rogers Center did in attendance. I think uh, if you go back six Canadian UFC shows, it, it does that. But, I mean, damn. And, I mean, he put 20000 in the Bell Center. Yep. You I don't mean, see that anymore. No, he was a massive draw, and um, they could never have done it with Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald is not the type of guy that George Pierre. I never forget the amount of venom that I used to get um, on social media and by people saying, "How dare you!" You know, I used to say people are calling him the next GSP. I'm like, are you, "He's not, man. He's not going to be the next GSP." You have to understand that. There's just a GSP caught lightning in a bottle, man, and he ran with it. And he's just this persona, this character. Rory McDonald's not that type of guy, and people were freaking out. And where's Rory right now? He's over at Bellator. Right, we're still waiting to find out when he's going to fight. It's it's just it's a completely different beast. Now they've got the opportunity to take George St. Pierre, put him back into the spotlight. Um, you know, and, and they're not doing it again. We don't know both sides of the argument. We can only go on speculation based on information that we're getting. Um, but like you said, work something out. You know, work something out because why would you want to have one or two big pay per view draws when you can have three, four, five, six, seven? Right, that's the name of the game. The more stars you have, the more pay per views you're going to sell, and that is the name of the bi- the name of the game. It's a business. You want to make money. Completely with you, completely with you. I don't think there's any chance Bellator signs him, and here's why, Joe. I don't think there's a chance anybody sells him or buys it or gets him. Damn. However much the UFC is willing to pay is probably more 
than what any of these places will offer because nobody else has pay-per-view. And even if they have pay-per-view, they would lose their asses on pay-per-view, even with GSP because, I mean, it, GSP without the UFC's promotional skills, is gonna be, it's going to be rough. Maybe a couple hundred thousand for Bellator or something like that, but you're not going to get that money back. You're not going to get the money back. And if I don't see GSP fighting for $3 million in Bellator when he could fight for 4 or $5 million in the UFC. You're bang on. You're 100% bang on. This is a completely different beast when you're negotiating this type of contract. The UFC is the powerhouse. The UFC, the UFC's mass marketing machine uh, should be able to, to put monstrous numbers for a George St. Pierre pay-per-view. Um, I don't think, you know, I mean, Bellator does have quote-unquote pay-per-view, but would Viacom really want to put up that kind of money to get George St. Pierre and then figure out a way to promote the way they want to promote via Spike and all their other uh, channels that George St. Pierre is coming back? And, you know, it, 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 you know it'd be a coup for them. It'd be damn good for Bellator, that's for sure. Uh, but there are other options for George St. Pierre that he may have to consider. Uh, I believe... Bellator technically could be an option. Um, Ryzen would be fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and that's, again, <laughs> being biased because I do the commentary there or the play-by-play there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's it almost feels like the UFC or bust for George. Yeah, I think so. And the UFC saying he's still under contract. He says he's not. If George has the money to challenge that in court, if he challenges it in court, he's going to win. You I think mean, so? Generally, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I think I think he will. I don't uh, think oh, he wins. I don't think he wins. Based on what I see in those contracts, Sean, I think he's I, – It's. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, to be fair, Randy Couture didn't win. Um, but I don't know. Uh, well, it depends. I, I've seen Del Rio and CM Punk challenge WWEs, but that's a little bit different. So maybe maybe, maybe he doesn't. But I, I, I think he stands a much better chance than a Randy Couture did because he's got a lot more money than Randy Couture, to be honest with you, uh, to fight that type of thing. I think I, it's, it's, it is tough to say. It is. Tough I, I don't say. know, man. I'm, 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 I don't think he's – I don't – again, we, we don't have access to the contract to even sort of look at it from a surface level and read the terms um, and say, well, there, here's a loophole potentially here or here's an option here or he can do this. Um, although he – I mean, when he comes out and says he's a free agent, uh, my lawyer terminated the contract, whoo, that's interesting. That's uh, yeah. bravado 101 to come out and say something like that. So kind of interested to see what that really means. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win this. I really, I, you know, I, I, again, I'm talking from personal experience because I know George quite well. I don't want to see him lose money. Uh, I don't care if he spends money to make money. I mean, that's business. That's the brand. That's the George St. Pierre brand. You spend it in court to sort of some way make it back in, in, uh, you know, fighting. But I don't know, Sean. I I really don't think he's going to win this. I, I, I could be wrong. By the way, that reintroducing GSP to the public thing, complete horse shit. A guy by the name of Bill Goldberg <laughs> showed up on Monday Night Raw this week, WWE, after 12 and a half years away, has never been on WWE TV since then. They saw a 15% jump in their viewership. So that's a crocket. Crocket dude. How do you look, by the way? Pretty good. He stays in. He actually went and trained with Dwayne Ludwig yesterday. Oh, good job. Nice. Yeah, he was teasing fighting for glory for a little while. I remember that. Yeah, no, please don't. Yeah. He wanted to fight Del Rio. I think Del Rio would have kicked his ass. <laughs> I mean, even a nine and five MMA fighter, you, you just never know. You just never know. Got a couple fights, fight announcements: Matt Brown versus Tarek Safadine, uh, Mike Perry versus Alan Jabon, uh, Neil Magny versus Johnny Hendricks. The first, or actually, Brown, Safadine, and Hendricks Magny are added to UFC 207. I think those are solid fights. That Hendricks Magny fight is going to be one of those that we say is either going to be really good or really bad. Why do you say that, though? I think it's going to be awesome. I hope it's awesome. Two guys that have had fights that are either really good or really bad, almost always. Okay. I think it's going to be good. I like the Mike Perry Joe Band fight. That's sick. 
Well, there were rumors that it was going to be Perry versus Brown, and I wanted that. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh my god, that would be insane. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and I know my, I, you know, Perry's going to accept it, and Matt Brown is not a top five, top ten welterweight anymore. He's a top. He's num- right number fourteen. That makes so, me feel every time I, I, I we talk about guys like that dropping down into the rankings, I just feel old, man. I just like yeah. there was a time when these guys were just wreaking havoc, and then now oh, they're not there, top fourteen, fifteen. You're like, oh, bye, all right, cool. And Matt Brown's had a real roller coaster of a career. He, I remember when he had to wrestle his way into keeping a job for the UFC. Like he had to fight it really safe. Then he won a couple fights, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm back. I was there live for that Eric Silva fight, and I have never experienced anything like that in my entire life. That the, was insane. Uh, it was it was psychotic. The whole town was crazy because I mean. There was a lot going on that weekend. That was the same weekend that Aroldis Chapman returned after getting hit in the face with that line drive. Mm. And a lot of people wondered if he would ever even come back. And so back-to-back nights, within really 16 hours, you see the home hometown guy, basically, in Matt Brown beating Eric Silva in a barn burner. And then you see Aroldis Chapman coming back. It was a great weekend. Great, great stuff there. So that's going to be a good fight. Also... Uriah Faber versus Brad Pickett. Yeah, interesting. We, we, we were I were talking about. I guess they're tired of him knocking off contenders. <laughs> you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much, that's gonna be a good fun fight, though, man. Good, good for Uriah Sacramento. Um, you know, he's, he's, that place is gonna erupt. I mean, I mean, he hasn't. When's the last time he fought there? Four years ago? Maybe more. WC days? I thought he had fought there since then. Okay. I'll anyways, see. that 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 place is gonna absolutely blow up, and you know, you think it could be Uriah Faber's swan song? It's been almost three years. He okay. fought there in December of 2013. He fought in Inglewood. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, uh, he fought in he fought in Inglewood earlier this year. Man, I've been to Sacramento before. Uriah Faber and his dad run that town. And you know, even when I was down there, Chad Mendez, um, um, who else was there? Uh, Dwayne was actually there. Ludwig was actually there at the time. Uh, it was the last time he was training anyone. Uh, TJ Dillashaw was. I think he was training Dillashaw for that fight. But uh, yeah, man, Uriah runs that town. It's uh, Sacramento is just pure California kid. Ali Bagatina versus Kyoji Horiguchi added to UFC Fight Night 99. That's a good scrap. That's a good one. I'm cool with that as long as Bagatina ain't on the EPO. Oh man, where's that fight taking place? <laughs> Brazil. If, if it's UFC Fight Night 99, it's either Brazil or I don't know. They're they're. Do you realize what all is happening that day? Negative. Oh, it's a double event? Oh, no. So I was like, okay, well, we won't have to be here for that. No, we'll have to be here that night because there are three shows that day. Why are they doing this to us? Three shows. Let me, let me go through this. In the early afternoon, you have UFC Fight Night 99 from uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland. That has Marion Renault and Dudaviet, Horiguchi Bagatinov, Alexander Volkov's debut. Uh, you have Ralph Pearson versus James Krause. That's going to be a great fight. Jesus. 
Ian McCall versus Neil Siri. So Ian McCall's return. And it's headlined by Dong Hyun Kim versus Gunnar Nelson. Later that night, you have UFC Fight Night 100, Bader versus Noguera, which has Bader versus Little Noguera, Talis Leites on the show, Johnny Eduardo versus Manny Gambirian, uh, Mateus Nicolo, I can't pronounce his name, ranked number 10 flyweight, Claudia Gedalia is fighting Courtney Casey, Justin Scoggins' Bantamweight debut, Worley Alves against <clears throat> your boy, <laughs> Kamaru Usman, Thomas Almeida versus Albert Morales. But that neither one of those are the biggest shows because that night is Bellator with MVP on the show and Mike Chandler versus Ben Henderson. Yeah. So Lots you're saying – so you're saying we're busy that day. We're busy. Also, right. the highly anticipated Linton Vassell versus Francis Carmont fight, which I'm sure there's no way it can be boring. There's no way a Francis Carmont fight can be boring. So mean. So mean. Y'all, Yo, you're just – oh, no, he's not – he trained to TriStar. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, he's French. Then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I know. I know from here. Montreal, Quebec. I'm like, he's not from Montreal, ah. Quebec. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what, what kind of first yeah. things first though? What, 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 what? Sorry, not first things first, but what kind of shirt are you wearing right now? Because you're about to make me really upset. Kentucky kicks ass. All right, you're cool with that. Because if it was a Blue Jay shirt, I would not be happy with you right now. I've told you, I I have a soft spot for the Blue Jays. They got their asses whooped. They sure did. Whooped. I grew up in like 90, you know, it was 92, 93, and yep. those Blue Jays teams were just unreal. Like Ricky Henderson and like Jim, who David Cohn, they went out and got all these midseason acquisitions. It was crazy. Yeah, I was, at, I was at both parades, man. Man. And of course, I remember the next morning after the Joe Carter home run, I woke up, I watched it on videotape. And I was slipping out. I played for a Blue Jays Little League team. So that was nice. Yeah. So that's, uh, of course, those savages from our Little League team put a big BJ on our foreheads on the caps because you couldn't use the logo. Didn't didn't hold up well. No. Didn't hold up well. Well, you can rest assured yeah, the city of Toronto right now is in uh, is in some serious mourning. There are a lot, on the way to the show here. Uh, as I was driving home, sports radio is in absolute disarray. Uh, obviously, with hindsight is twenty twenty. Should have did this. Should have did that. So uh, yeah, they're, they're, everyone in my city right now is losing their marbles. Did Steve Miocic break the Cleveland curse? Man, really? Start to look like it. it. Like boom, he wins the title. Cleveland wins the uh, NBA title, and now the Indians are in the World Series. Hey, the Miz was one of the best intercontinental champions this year, too. He's from Cleveland. And and he was beat by a Clevelander. Hot damn. Hot what's, damn. What's, what's going on down there? I mean, with, with all, up here, there was a, a court case that just uh, it got dismissed, but they, they wanted to make sure that the person that filed the court case, something to the effect of they didn't want – the Cleveland Indians to be allowed into the Rogers Center with the Indians uniform, uh, and they had to change the name and change the logo immediately. Because it's incredibly racist, Joe. Okay. But what's the take down there? Is that the same sort of feeling you guys are having down there? I Personally, I think it's incredibly racist. I think they should change that and the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins, yeah. I think you should change that too. I mean – you know what? If you want to call them the Cleveland Baseball Club, I'd be cool with that. It's kind of classy, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's just uh, – it's it's not very tasteful. A little bit of wrestling news. A WWE developmental wrestler who Joe actually used to be an MMA fighter was uh, suspended for assaulting his pre- – allegedly assaulting his pregnant wife, uh, Jean-Jacques – or Terrence Jean-Jacques actually fought one time a few years ago, one, had five fights canceled after that, according to Tapology, He has been suspended indefinitely following his arrest. If apparent, He has been charged with battery, 
assault, kidnapping, witness intimidation, destruction of property, and threatening to commit a crime. I get the feeling he's going to get canned, Joe. <laughs> That's sorry, I, sorry. You, no, you just uh, you cut out on me. You, uh, you're reading down the, uh, I guess, the rap sheet. Yeah, I get the feeling this guy's getting cut. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's what's, wrong, what's wrong with these people, man? Like, why, why, why do they got to get themselves in trouble like that? Like, just... It's just, ridiculous. Just it's an easy way out, man. Turn around. Walk away. You guys may notice the echo is gone. Me and Joe figured that out. Now we're going to get Joe a pop filter for his, for his mic. <laughs> also, Matt Riddle, we have upgraded his equipment. So tomorrow you all will be able to hear, hear, hear him better. Hot damn. WWE signed a female judo talent. She is a black belt. By the name of Tarina or Tanera Mello. Do you think that Ronda Rousey's success is maybe why WWE has opened themselves up to people like like this, who is a, judi- a judoka, a judo practitioner? Yeah, you can make that argument. I mean, because obviously, she, look where Ronda came from, and you know they can probably look at someone like that. Remember, these these judokas, you know, male and female, can take a bruising. They can take a beating. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm don't got to preach to the choir right now. What it what it takes to be, uh, you know, a, a superstar in the WWE or just professional wrestling in general. They, there's some abuse that the body takes, uh, believe it or not. And if you've got the look, uh, and you can learn how to wrestle, you can learn how to you know be good on the mic. You're great, but if you can come from a sports background like that and understand the rigors that it takes to be good at something, yeah, I could see why. And Ronda proved that for sure. I mean, there was always that talk that Ronda Rousey would potentially migrate over to the WWE. I never bought into it, but she loves it. You know, we've seen her before at various events and big events as well. So, another piece of pro wrestling MMA crossover news TNA scheduled their next set of tapings for January. Now, these guys have lawsuits against them. They are struggling to to pay talent, to pay production. It was revealed the Fight Network has actually been one of their investors. Does this surprise you? That I mean, this company is in incredible amounts of debt. They're barely making it by. Are you surprised the Fight Network would step up? And they say that they're open to doing it again in the future. Um. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, extremely surprised. I also know who uh, who owns the Fight Network. Um, the money that they have, a venture capitalist firm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think you know where I'm going with that? I do know where you're going with that. That's why I asked you. Uh, I was shocked. I mean, maybe here's my take is that they did it and say, hey, if you go under, we get that video library. Yeah, makes sense. I think that's probably why they did it. Bellator made some waves. Tito Ortiz versus Chael Sonnen in January. Both men will be rapidly approaching their 743rd birthday. (laughs) But you know what? I guarantee you this. Neither man will die inside the cage. Prefaced by? The fact that a fight happened where one man died in the cage and one man died from probably what happened in the cage months later. Okay, got it. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly, okay. I would like, I mean, I saw the announcement that the boat was, was ready to go sort of thing, and I thought to myself... Yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to watch it. Um, Tito was always – Tito was gold Tito to me. You're so bad against Liam McGeary. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, and I'm interested to see how Chael um, – how we can rebound from this layoff, uh, not get himself into any trouble. Uh, not sure what kind of testing they'll be doing. Uh, he knows he made that mistake. and. Um, Tito's never been accused of anything or sorry, not accused of anything, never got in trouble for anything to my understanding. Um, I obviously be focused more on Chael to see how he performs. Um, but Tito, you know, Tito gets emotional, man. You can't get emotional in a situation like this because you'll burn out. And Tito's older now. He'll burn out quicker. Um, but I am interested and I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Because um, if, if Tito wins, 
does it derail the Chael's son and train, or does Chael's mouth always get him into fights no matter what? And if Chael wins, or some not run to a title, but some sort of crazy Chael Sonnen's own type of championship that he thinks that he owns around his waist. You, you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, Start knocking off all those guys. Knock them off one by one by one by one. Guys, Fightful.com is a place to be. You may think there's no events this weekend. Wrong. Bobby Lashley returns. Bellator 162 against, I think, Josh Appelt. Well, let me, let me check. I need to make sure of this. Interviewed Kendall Grove for, the, for Fightful.com. That's going up tomorrow. Uh, that was kind of funny. I asked him if he thinks that he's in line for a title shot, and he said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Dada 5000 will get it, uh, which <laughs> I thought was kind of funny. Oh, uh, uh, Kendall. Yeah. He said, uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley against Josh Appelt, 12-5. and five. I get the feeling Bobby Lashley's going to get it done here. Are you surprised that Bobby Lashley's still fighting at, at 40 years old? And that, Yeah. And that even though his the level of competition isn't high, nobody's been able to topple him for the last four or five years. It's heavyweight MMA. Yeah, and the guy's a beast and does what he has to do. But at 40 years old, um, I, I remember when it, when he first started fighting in MMA and there was always the comparison to Brock Lesnar and stuff like that. And people were like, look, man, Brock Lesnar's a different beast altogether. Uh, and not physically speaking, but he came from a, a wrestling background and it's a different sort of ball game when it comes to, to Brock Lesnar. But Lashley does have that potential. When that potential wasn't reached, I thought, okay, you know what? He gave it a shot, did pretty good, uh, wasn't competing as much and, and it was balancing the two different careers. Thought maybe he was sort of call it quits, but guess not, man. He wants to keep her going. But at 40 years old, wow. Yeah. I thought that if he was going to lose, it would have been against Carl Etherington. I think it was Bellator 130 because Etherington was knocking people out in like 20 seconds. It was a very Shane Carwin situation. Uh, Bobby Lashley, he does have a wrestling background. He was an NAIA champion, I think. And actually, he was training for the Olympics in 04, but hurt his knee. Uh it was a really crazy story. Like he was at a bank and there was a robbery there and somehow injured his knee and it screwed up his, his Olympic hopes. It was really, really weird. Really? Cause I, I, I could have sworn that I, th- I, I legit thought he only, he'd only wrestled like at high school the most. No, no. He, um, he won three. Let's see. He, he went to Missouri Valley college and I know that he won three national college championships, but it was NAIA. So it wasn't like NCAA. No. And he re-wrestled in the Army as well. So he does have that. Also, we have Kendall Grove against a returning Alexander Schlemenko. Do you think Schlemenko starts marching his way back towards the title here? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I want to see how he performs. It all depends on how he looks, right? It all depends on, on what this this fight this return looks like for, for Stamenko because I mean, he was, he was the dude back then. Like he was the man um, causing havoc outside of the UFC. It was always one of those guys you had to watch uh, or one of the guys you had to watch outside of the UFC. Um, I mean, he, he, he said he was calling it quits right after that debacle. So yeah. he's back. I'd like to see how he does against Kendall Grove. I just want to see how he looks and we can make that determination. If it's a, a, a boring fight, we can say, eh, whatever. But if he goes in there and smashes Kendall uh, in the first round, for example, you know, a lot of eyebrows are going to be raised, including yours and mine. So, Kendall Grove told me that he may he cuts like four pounds to get to one eighty five. <laughs> so he misses six breakfast. foot six. He misses breakfast. Yeah. yeah done. Speaking of uh, things that people have told us here at Fightful dot com, your fellow Canadian Julia Bud told me that. She has been told, or she's at least under the impression, that Bellator is going to institute a 145-pound championship early next year. And that she and her team had pitched the idea of a tournament, but that didn't quite go that way. But she expects, uh, if she wins, that she will probably face uh, Marlos Kunin or the winner of her fight. That makes me wonder why Alexis Dufresne isn't in the mix since she beat Marlos Kunin. Probably because Dufresne wouldn't make weight anywhere, ever. But... uh, (laughs) Yeah, we got, we got uh, Julia Budd fighting on the show as well. 
but one that people are really interested in, not enough that they're not interested in, in Julia Budd, Baby Slice, Kevin Ferguson Jr. against Rick Bing. Now, I'll say this. For an amateur MMA fighter, what I saw of Kevin Ferguson Jr. was he looked pretty good. For an amateur MMA fighter, I was, I was watching it expecting just some guy to go out there and throw. I was very impressed with, with his striking. I was, I was impressed by a lot of things for an amateur. I'll say this. I wouldn't mind watching him fight CM Punk. Oh, hey. Whoa. Hey, interesting. Okay. I can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about that I mean, one? Yeah, that, that'd be a pretty good fight. Why not, right? Yeah. Good don't headline. Fighting a guy who's a legit brown belt, who's an absolute yeah. murderer in his eyes. Like, I know. I, I get what you're saying. Um, but in terms of Julia Budd, we can go back momentarily. Um, did you do the interview with Julia? I did. I wish I would have known because she owes me fish tacos, just in case you're wondering. Ooh. So you could have asked her, where's Showdown Joe's fish tacos? You promised him. And, More you know, importantly, back- why the hell are you all eating fish tacos? That's disgusting. Oh, so apparently uh, she – no, no, dude. Have you, have you ever had fish tacos before? No. Oh, oh, they are fantastic. And apparently Lance, uh, Julia, and the whole team were like, you need to try Julia's fish tacos. And I'm like, set it up. She's like, you need to come over whenever you want. I'm like, well, we live on opposite sides of the country. You guys live here. I live there, blah, blah. She's like, don't worry. It's always there. I'll hook you up. So if I'd have known you were interviewing her, that could have been one of the questions. Where are Showdown Joe's fish tacos? Because you promised him. I'm going to bring that up to her next time I talk to her. Watch her say, what? <laughs> no, she won't. So, she won't. Baby Slice, you interested in seeing this fight from a curiosity perspective? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the fact is that, that you know, Kimball Slice at, oh, I think it was UFC 100, the actual um, the fan expo. You know, people were so intimidated by him and blah, blah. And, and, and Schaller, Dave Schaller, had said, uh, okay, you're here now. You landed in Vegas. Here's, your, here's what we can give you, blah, blah, blah. And then he just says, hey, do you want Kimbo Slice? And my team was like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. Hook it up here. Let's do it. I'll talk to him, right? Because you know, people were so intimidated by him. i got to tell you, Sean, this guy here was an absolute gem, and when I say gem, I mean the nicest guy ever and was sitting there and answering all the questions, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if his son was there at the time, you know, strolling around, blah, blah. But I always had this affinity for Kimbo. I really like Kimbo. He was a great guy. Listen, what he did, what he did outside uh, of fighting and, and how he got into fighting, blah, blah, it's, it's none of my business. I like the guy. It was great. So that now I had this sort of affinity for Baby Slice. I wanted to see him do well sort of in his dad's honor. You know, you know what I'm saying by that? So, yeah, I'm definitely curious. I'm definitely interested. I'd like to see how he throws down. I have perhaps the most unusual question that was directed towards me on a podcast ever. Says Sean, being from the Cincinnati area, how do you feel about people making a mockery of Harambe? Are you familiar with Harambe? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Okay, so you know people do the hashtag dicks out for Harambe. If you get on the UFC games or the 2K games or the WWE games, you've got teams that are made like the Cincinnati Harambe's and creating characters, <laughs> and. I do have a take on it, as it turns out. (laughs) Here we go. I think that the parents that allow that to happen are morons. (laughs) I feel terrible for the damn gorilla or monkey or whatever it is, Harambe. And I think it's great that this happens because I don't care if it's in jest or whatever. It constantly reminds the zoo of how negligent they were and the parents and how dumb they were. They can't act. They activated their Twitter for 15 minutes the other day, Joe, and we're just inundated with Harambe stuff. And it's been months. They thought it was safe. It's never safe, Cincinnati Zoo. Sorry, guys. This was oh man, this was such a hot topic in 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 the hood out here. I can buy it. I believe it. I can't believe somebody asked me about Harambe. Rest in peace. Oh my gosh. So the funniest thing I've ever seen, you're familiar with Fast and the Furious, all that good stuff, right? Yep. 
Did you watch the last one? I haven't watched the last three. So Okay. Good, yeah. good call. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> but are you familiar with the song that they, they did in honor of, of uh, Paul Walker? Yeah. The See You Again song. It's all over the radio. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, Paul Walker pulls up next to uh, Vin Diesel drives away and you see Paul Walker pull up and it's like a CGI Paul Walker basically. And it's basically their way of saying farewell. Somebody sent me a video a couple weeks ago of the see you again song. that's in honor of Paul Walker and the car pulls up and it's Harambe. Just wow. Wow. And I got to admit it popped me. I, I, I cheered. I did. I was did like, not. I cheered out loud. <laughs> oh man, I am, there are things like that that'll make me laugh for days. Did you ever see Miguel, the R and B singer, leg drop a fan in the middle of a performance on accident? No. Oh gosh, I'm sending that to you guys. I will post that on our website. It's wrestling related. Actually, I bet I could pull it up. I don't want to get copyright infringement. But I'm going to send that to you guys. Fightful.com is the place to be. We have a Bellator viewing party tomorrow. You can watch the prelims live, or actually Friday, live on the site. I'm here with Matt Riddle tomorrow afternoon, Vince Russo Friday. If you want to get early access to shows like this and those, register for a free account over at Fightful.com. You'll also get access to our forums. And we're doing a giveaway, Phil Singer Game Starter Packs. If you ever read PWI or The Wrestler or anything like that as, as a child like I did, you saw the Champions of the Galaxy games, things like that. Get yourself a starter pack. Register at Fightful.com to be eligible. Post on our forums to be eligible. Like I said, we are switching over to the V Bulletin format on Friday. Joe, anything to tell these people before we go? Nothing this week, man. Just thank you very much. And obviously, you'll be paying, as a Canadian, I'll be paying very close attention to the GSP story and seeing what that all adds up. And, you, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. Sean thinks he's going to win this thing if it goes to court. I respectfully disagree, but it's going to be a story we're all going to be paying close attention to because it's just going to be a mess, in my opinion, Sean. Follow us at Fightful Online on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, guys, rest in peace. Harambe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.